Welcome everyone, it's Play the Kids, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves and part of the Beautiful Game Network. I am Kevin McCamish, and you can find me on Stumptown Footy and the USL Show. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher via our website, playthekids.com. Of course, if you're listening, you're probably going to playthekids.com to listen to it. <laughs> uh, today, Josh is back, um, and we, we may also have um, Thomas Keene with us. I say may um, because it's a little late Wednesday night, um, and I've gone ahead and started at our predetermined recorded time, but he's not here yet, so... Um, I think I did this to you before, Josh. I went ahead and started, and when you join, you join, and I'll introduce you. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. he comes in. If not, at least we have Josh and I here. Um, hoping to test out how three people might work out going forward um, since it's difficult to schedule things uh, You know, between Josh and I. I thought maybe a third person or some rotating people to come in, kind of expand um, the, the hosts or guest hosts that we have here to play the kids. So... Look for that as the rest of the season goes forward. Thomas is one of the people I'm looking at. Um, have actually another person interested. Uh, if you're listening, you like T2, if you want to join or, or you know maybe be on every once in a while, um, give me a shout. DM me or you know or t- tweet me at uh, Um Definitely interested to hear from anyone who's interested in doing that. So right off the bat, some news. It's been a while. We are back. Um, I had our last episode up uh, a week early, week earlier than scheduled in June, uh, due to some maintenance on uh, Beautiful Game Network that kind of prevented uploading for that normal week. Um, so that that actually gave us two weeks off, and then I I missed two straight weeks um, due to schedule conflicts. Um, so apologies. Uh, my new job really kind of picked up. Uh, small three-person team. One person was off for a week, so I was I was doing 12-hour days for a full week, and then um, then we just couldn't get anything scheduled with when you work so when I work so much. So, but we're back. Um, so it's been a month. I think June 21st was when I released the last episode. We interviewed Josh Phillips, which was super awesome. Um, I know it's been a long time, so again, my apologies on that. But we are back, and like I said, we are looking to expand our host count, of which hopefully we will have Thomas join us today um so if things work out maybe he'll join full-time maybe we'll find other interested parties work a rotation system something we'll see again yeah. tweet me at kmccamish pdx if you're interested i definitely want to hear from you um on our last episode we interviewed josh phillips uh, please go back check that out despite some technical difficulties on my end of course uh, i could <laughs> i know it was on my end because i could hear in the original recording everything josh said on his side and i could tell he was getting uh, frustrated. So, um, it's, but despite all that, very good interview. Um, much shorter than I intended, uh, but such is the way of things sometimes. I've discovered some issues with my personal laptop. Um, the second one I've actually had since starting podcasting, and I guess I don't have the best of luck with these. So, today I'm using my work laptop, which, you know, a $2,000 laptop versus a $300 laptop. Obviously, I don't suspect there's going to be any problems tonight. <laughs> the uh, of laptops. It's a very nice laptop. Like I said, I, I was wanting to buy one of my own, and then I saw how much they were, and I was like, nope. <laughs> um, but anyway, so hopefully no technical issues tonight. If if you are hearing issues in episodes, um, please let me know. Let Josh know so we can remedy them. Um, I don't always go back and listen to my own stuff. So 
if you hear, you know, like long cutouts, long pauses or something, just be like, hey, check out such and such time on your episode. You might have an issue there. Um, but again, I, th- I hopefully have remedied it with this temporary situation. Um, but anyway, on for some actual T2 news. So been a rough summer for T2, obviously. Uh, last episode, they had already lost two games. Um, with four more on top of that that we'll briefly discuss today, three more losses. Um, so that's a total of four losses in a row before they got a win to stop that slide. Uh, unfortunately, to then turn around and lose again. So five out of their last six uh, losses. It's not ideal. That's three points out of, uh, what, 26, three out of 18 possible. Um, it's, it's not good, but it's not as bad as you might think, and we'll get into that. Um, so, yeah, like you know, while unfortunate, certainly, um, definitely has to be said that T2 are still, despite that, having the best points per game season in their short history. So in order for them to equal the next best season at the point, you know, in, in the games played, they would actually have to lose all three of their next games, which is not outside the realm of possibility. Obviously, we don't want that to happen, but, uh, you know, realistically, it could. Uh, if they lost all three of their next games, then they would equal the points per game through 23 games in 2015, which was the next best season. So, again, despite five out of the, losing five out of the last six, they're actually doing quite well. Um, at least, you know, compared to seasons. Still in the playoff spot. So, despite the uh, significant summer swoon, um, still in seventh place, 29 points through 20 games. That's 1.45 points per game, a 9-2-9 record. Um, T2 sitting one point above Colorado and Fresno. Uh, Colorado is in the playoffs. Fresno's out on tiebreakers. So uh, depending on how this weekend goes, we could finally slip out of the playoff race. Um, both Colorado and Fresno have warmed things up after slow starts to their seasons. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully we get the win. Um, keep things going, at least, you know, maybe get at least a road spot, road seed. Um, would be nice to make the playoffs, but, you know, as things are going right now, they're kind of sliding into what they're usually doing, which is, you know, maybe making the playoffs, but usually just falling just short. So have to see how it goes. Um, Foster Langsdorf leading T2 with eight goals in 15 games so far. Marvin Loria with the three-assist lead. Uh, that's through 16 games. Um, and uh, for obvious reasons, we've slipped well out of the league lead for both goals scored and shutouts. Um, but it was nice while it lasted, right? Yeah, it was some really, really beautiful football early on. And we were, the last time we recorded together, I think that we were just sort of at the tail end of the spring and um, the team doing well and us being very full of praise for um, their place in the, in the standings and the football that we saw on the pitch. So they have it in them. They're not, lo- not losing the faith. And there's a lot of games left. Yeah. I think they got 14 games remaining. If, if they can rediscover their early season form, um, you know, they, they can definitely have quite the successful season. Uh, I think just, Making the playoffs needs to be classified as a successful season. Sure. Um, obvious, you know, it'll be the first time they made the, they will make the playoffs if they do. Um, so obviously that'd be a success. And, and, and granted, you know, 
despite the losses, I, I keep saying this, but despite the losses, like Cameron Nolas is doing quite well with the team. Um, there's there's some there's some players, particularly Langsdorf and Loria, who I am I'm dying to see them make the first team um, sooner rather than later. Whether it happens this season or next season is is entirely up to the club. The they're obviously making very good decisions, um, and someone like me who is very overweight and out of shape and sits at home all the time watching soccer has literally uh, no reason whatsoever to tell anybody whose job it is to pick who starts in an eleven to uh, to do such a thing. Um, just knowing that there's good talent that is now this season being well developed um, for future use makes me quite happy. So um, no matter what happens, at least it's not going to be 2017. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that year will never, or that season like that will never repeat itself. I hope. I, I hope not. I mean, it's definitely seems more and more an outlier. Obviously we started off quite well this season um, we've slid, we're sliding in towards the, the 2015, 2016 mean. Uh, so it's kind of, despite the start, we're kind of sliding in, but even if we stay along that 15, 16 mean, like kind of being average, just, just outside the playoff picture. Um, at least that's proving that more, uh, at least, you know, we, we've got the better, uh, it, it just proves more that 2017 is kind of an outlier. Um, something we really shouldn't be concerned about going forward. So anyway, um, four games to brief you on. So we'll dive in. Maybe not. Maybe not dives. <laughs> dives not the right word. We're gonna go through these pretty quick. But uh, we'll, we'll let's catch up on some of these briefing on. So after the first two losses, which I believe I briefly discussed last episode on back in June, of course. Um, first of the four is T two losing away to Reno. It's a one nil loss. Um, away games are definitely tough. Uh, Reno has shown that they are a playoff side as much as I kind of don't want them to be, not for any particular reason other than they're associated with San Jose. Um, they're, you know, they're a good side. So the the nice thing is I think T2 and Reno played very evenly in this one. Um, T2 edged Reno in shots total and shots on target, mm -hmm. uh, 13 to 12, four to three, uh, still Reno only, they got the only stat that matters, which was a goal in the 81st minute from close range. So I, this one, you know, you're going to have troubles on the road with the, with your offense. Sometimes, you know, if your offense is, uh, not firing at all cylinders, misses a couple good opportunities, you know, has some difficulty on, on the road for whatever reason. It's when you really need your defense to step up. And uh, the theme of the night is going to be um, the defense letting T2 down. Uh, Roy Miller made his TT, uh, made his T2 debut um, as yes, he is still in the first team squad. So he got 45 recovery minutes in this game playing in the first half. So at least while he was on the field, T2 held the shutout. Um, so uh, again, Roy Miller starting to get some get some playing time, recover from his injury. So you know that's always good to see. Um, yeah, I mean, bringing, and bringing some experience to the back line. Although recognizing how incredible you know of a recovery that is, 
uh, to, you know, to come back from his injury and to already be playing and putting in time like that. So, I mean, that is, you know, it's great. It's great to see Roy Miller out there. Um, you know, you're watching so much first team football. You almost forget that Roy Miller was a, a you know, was an important part of the team last year. And, um, you know, he's a pretty darn good defender. So I'm, I'm glad to see him contributing, to, uh, contributing to T2. Yeah. It's all those t-t-t-t-t-t-t-s again get caught up on each other, don't they? Yeah. T-t-t-t. I know. It's like any, 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 and a lot of scores since I think like two, one score lines are pretty common. Yeah. T2 loses two, one. T2 wins two, one. There was a game. I remember T2 S2 draw two, two. And I just wanted to hang myself. It's like, Oh God, don't do this to me. Anyway. Um, so there's that. Uh, again, I'm not going to mention too much about Roy Miller because I, I like him, and I'm not going to have very nice things to say about the defense as we continue on. Um, a lot, not a, not not a lot of it's his fault. He's he's just getting minutes here and there to kind of yeah. get back in shape. Yeah. Um, but you know, there well, that, are mis- there's mistakes the defense that, is making. Um, that 81st minute goal, you know, at Reno, they as you said, they had held tight pretty pretty well. And then sort of, you know, Farfan overplays his man on the right side. And, you know, that's not even a, it's not even a set piece mistake. That was just miss, um, you know, miss overplaying. And then there's some mismarking right in the, I mean, what is that? Six, six yards out, you know, yeah. it's just, I mean, it was almost easy peasy. I mean, again, as you and I both say, we're chubby fathers. That's what, yeah, but but easy peasy in the sense of that you would have higher expectations of a defense to be able to scramble, mark their man, and keep that kind of ball from being such an easy goal, you know. Well, and and that's and that's the thing because like a lot of these things, well, you know, these these games are as we go on to the next one. Actually, let's go ahead. The next one's T two losing at home to Fresno forty two. Oh so so we have here the the offense is back. They scored two goals. Yeah. Um, but again, the defense continues to let the team down, giving up four goals. Um, not even so much the keeper. You know, McIntosh doing quite well for himself still, making some making some good saves here and there. Um, but just being like uh, the defense is – they're not making their rotations uh, correctly. They're not stepping up when they need to step up. They're not marking their – they're not following their marks appropriately. Um, it's they're, they're making a lot of a lot of uh, you know uh, silly mistakes, and unfortunately, it's costing them uh, goals and of course points on the table, and that's and it's a big reason why they've been sliding down. Now, you know, all these teams that they've played, Reno, Fresno, Swope Park Rangers, they are they are good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you, it's one of those things where it's like you know, I don't want to harp on them that much, right? Um, only giving up a goal in Reno, you know, is that's that's not bad. It would have been a lot better, obviously, if we had been able to get a goal and steal a point, or or you know, and, and you know, two the, goals, mean, which they was, almost they almost did too. I mean, there was that blast in the 90th minute away at Reno. Um, they almost, you know, but it was a great save. So the, that Reno result is not upsetting. I mean, th- that's going to happen. It, it's this home result versus Fresno where, you know, it's like a goal in the 20th minute or so, you know, and it was a really nice ball, but, you know, and then then there's that, uh, you know, a penalty, you know, two, just two minutes later, you know, it's – and then, I don't know, then in the, you know, the 50th minute, you know, they, they give up, 
Interesting. Just I just lost Josh. <clears throat> um, well, I'll continue where he left off, uh, and hopefully he can rejoin. So, as he was saying, you know, with, with Fresno, they're, they're a good team. They're a very good team. They had a slow start to the season. A lot of things didn't go their way in the beginning. Um, they've got too much talent, specifically Juan Pablo Caffa. Uh, he's like one of the best midfielders in USL. Sadly, uh, hit his, he decided to hit his stride here in Portland. Um, when Fresno got their first goal in the 21st minute, uh, that was a Kaffa assist to Cheney. Um, two minutes later, you know, Loria, he giveth, he taketh away. He unfortunately um, made a foul. It was right on the edge of the box. Um, but the ref, without hesitation, whistled for the PK. Kaffa steps up, takes it, converts in the 24th minute, and Fresno's up 2 nil. Um, a few minutes later, Langsdorf gets a goal via PK in the 36th minute, makes it a 2-1 game at the half. You know, at that point, it's, you're looking like, hey, this might be okay. Um, but unfortunately, you know, Fresno gets two more goals. Um, Argueta in the 51st. Kafa scores himself a brace in the 65th minute. Um, kind of uh, imagine, if you will, a poor man's USL version uh, of Diego Valeri. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. Uh, that's all right. Josh is back. Um, but anyway, so at that point, Fresno's up 4-1. Um, Loria, who did give up PK, um, kind of uh, saved himself a little bit here, gets a really nice goal in the 79th minute. Um, but unfortunately, T2 still lose 4-2. And, and a lot of the problems we're seeing with some of these goals, these free kick goals, um, they're not even really well taken free kicks. It's particularly in, in Kaffa's free kick goal and I think the 65th minute, um, he's literally taking it from the arc on top of the box. It's the, the, the wall didn't bother to jump. Maybe they didn't think he would try to go over the wall and get it up and down in that short of a distance, but I saw no effort from the, from the wall to try to stop him and he got it up over and down and, uh, and then, you know, the, they're up, up for two. Um, it's, it's pretty unfortunate. This is another game where T2 edges, you know, Fresno in shots, 14 to, 14 to 12. Um, but, uh, but Fresno were pretty darn efficient. Uh, they got six of their 12 shots on target to T2's five. Um, and obviously with four goals scored, that's 50% of their shots on frame, 75% of those converted. Um, so very efficient from Fresno, not good from T2. Pretty bad there. Um, up next, T2 did get the win. They broke the four-game losing slide. Uh, they won at home to Swope Park Rangers 2-1, a very good win over a very good side. Um, but, you know, uh, what, what you kind of notice if you do pay attention to USL is that MLS 2 sides really tend to have bad summers. And I think a big part of this is the loans, the first-team loans that a lot of these two sides rely on. I think... You know, T2, Swope Park Rangers, even Real Monarchs to some degree, you know, although they, they try to, like, play older veteran players and, and aim for winning. Um, but, you know, New York Red Bulls, too. A lot of these guys, a lot of these teams, you know, their first teams have people go out on on national team duty um, or get injured or suspended at this point of the season, you know, as yellow cards kind of start to accumulate. So some of those loans go back to their to the first team, and that kind of makes the second team suffer. So it's kind of a reason why you see some of these swoons. You know, T2 is no different. Um, not that 
you know, pulling players. This is the reason why T2 are doing bad. I, I, I fully blame, you know, these defensive mistakes that are occurring. But the nice thing is that, you know, at least in the midst of all this, we did still get a win, got it over another uh, two side. Uh, much better performance from T2, obviously. They did win after all. Um, and, and this game, you really look at it as kind of the Marvin Loria show. Uh, in the last game, he got himself a goal. He did give up a PK. But but what I really, really love from this kid is how much he is running um, and the, the amazing crosses he's putting in. Um, he's got pace. He's got skill. Uh, he's an amazing winger, and I just I pray we can hold on to him and continue to develop him because this kid's got a future. Of course, I've said that about a few other players that didn't end up making it out of T2, and who knows where they are now. Yeah. But – but I really think Loria, like Langsdorf, um, are two of the top players that T2 has right now. Um, well, Loria is the only player that T2 has. Langsdorf is a first-team player on a home-ground contract. But uh, techni- technically, either way, these two are the, are the top two players you will see play with T2 that I think have the most uh, upside, the, the biggest potential um, to to find their way to the first team on a regular basis down the road. Probably not this year, um, barring injuries or or an absolute outstanding performances in training. Uh, I think Giovanni Sorres has really made it clear that you know everyone gets a chance. You work hard Monday through Friday, you'll get to play Saturday. Um, so you know if if they can outperform. The first team regulars, obviously, they'll get a chance. But the nice thing with all that is that there's competition. So the first team regulars are themselves not taking anything for granted and working really hard and earning their way out of the first team and doing quite well. So uh, overall, from top to bottom, it seems to be that the club is doing very well developing players this year. And and Loria is obviously one of them. So um, after this game, he learned himself a spot on the team of the week, got himself a goal and assist a goal and an assist in this match. Um, Langsdorf opened the scoring in the 23rd minute. Loria stole the ball in Swope Park's half 30 yards from goal. Played a wonderful pass to Langsdorf, getting him in behind the defense. And from there, Langsdorf is not going to miss. Um, gets his team leading eighth goal of the season. Loria also got his goal assisted by Williamson in the second minute of first half stoppage time. Uh, and to lead T2 2-0 into the break. A uh, good way to go into in a locker room at half, being up 2-0. Unfortunately, Swope Park were able to cut the deficit in the 59th minute with a header from Wilson Harris. Um, it's, again, one of those situations where the defense could have done better um, in in marking and not overcommitting themselves to the runner. But, unfortunately, um, it just that just happens. So, uh, in this one, Swope Park Rangers led in shots, 21 to 16, but T2 edged in shots on target, 6 to 4. Langsdorf himself had three shots on target. Seven of the 16 total shots were taken by himself. Um, so, very good there. It also appears that Josh has uh, lost again. Um, so, we'll <laughs> I'll keep going all by my lonesome and hope that Josh comes back. Here I am having laptop problems uh, last episode and, and probably a few episodes before that. Now it's Josh. Eh, such is the way of things. Um, the last game to cover really quickly, T2 lose at home to Las Vegas Lights, 2-1. to one. 
two to one loss. Um, the most crazy, insane team that you probably have ever laid eyes upon comes to Portland. Uh, if you don't know much about Las Vegas Lights, I highly recommend you do some internet research on the internet because um, it, they, they do some 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 things you just wouldn't expect soccer teams to do. Uh, you you might have heard the term llamas. You might have heard the term marijuana dispensary. You might have heard, you know, I mean, the, their, their technical director, Shalice himself. Uh, their mascot is a Johnny, like an Elvis stuffed guy on a motorcycle whose name is Cash. Probably for Johnny Cash and because it's Vegas and there's a lot of cash flowing. I don't know. Um, it, it, it's it's maddening. I, I do recommend catching a home game on uh, ESPN Plus or a delayed one on YouTube if you have it. Uh, it's something you got to see. So to sum all that up, if, if you want to try to figure out what Vegas is, Las Vegas Lights are, um, it's like if you ran a soccer club as if it were performance art. It's about as, as close as I can get. Literally crazy. Um, sadly, the the this performance art, you know, um, parading itself as a soccer club, uh, gets all three points. Um, and 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 wouldn't you know it? Uh, add insult to injury, two former Cascadia rival players uh, who just couldn't make it nonetheless. Ha ha ha! Um, get the goals. Omar Salgado. Anyone? Yeah. Apparently, he still plays soccer. Did not know that. <laughs> um, so Vegas got their goals from Sammy Ochoa in the 53rd minute, Omar Salgado in the 74th minute, and again, again with T2's defense not being able to defend a simple free kick, not jumping to head the ball away from your goal. It blows my mind that Omar Salgado got a free kick goal, and it wasn't, again, not even that good. Well, I guess actually, it's more mind blown that he actually keeps he actually plays soccer still, um, and for for Vegas Lights of all of all places. But yeah, so that that those are those two goals, um, Achoa and Salgado. It's like what is this 2011? T um, two get their goal sandwiched in between those um, from Barnby in the 63rd minute, assisted by Langsdorf. Um, pretty decent uh, cross. Uh, Barnby one time flex it slash shoots it into the back of the net just coming off the uh inside of the post um so it's a pretty good 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 goal there uh t2 and vegas were even on shots 13 each vegas edged shots on target four to three obviously also edged on goals scored and got all three points and and so that's the last the the most four recent games we haven't talked about it's not good. Uh, again, the, the biggest issue here is the defense kind of making these simple mistakes. I don't like to see that because they have been prior to this, prior to this losing five out of their last six, uh, had been quite well defensively. So I don't know what has happened to cause them to kind of fall apart like this defensively. Uh, offensively, they're they're in about the same place. You know, if they can get one or two goals pretty easily. Um, if they're sharp enough, if they got their shooting boots on, you know, one or two goals, it's not that far out of reach. Um, particularly if Langsdorf plays, you know, they've played 20 games this season. No, 20, 
22 games. Uh, no, no, 20 games. Yeah, yeah, they played 20 games. Langsdorf has obviously only appeared 15 times in those 15 appearances with eight goals. He knows how to score. He's doing quite well at it. Um, so, you know, when I see Langsdorf on the, on the team sheet, I'm pretty excited, and I always hope that there will be a goal or two in it for him um, and as well as T2. So, so really the problem is the defense here. They need to shape up. need to stop making these simple mistakes. Go back to where they were getting – a league leading, you know, tally of shutouts and thus getting all the points. And, and if they can get back to that, then we'll, we'll secure a playoff spot. I don't know if we can climb the table, um, but at least we can hopefully kind of hold on to what we've got and not, not worry too much there. Um, outside of all this, Augustine Williams named young player of the year in the uh, USL midseason fan voting. He has four goals and two assists so far in 2018. He's he's done well enough this this year, but I don't I don't know why he was voted Young Player of the Year uh, in in fan voting. Um, I I didn't to be fair I didn't look at it because I do the media voting, um, but uh, I mean it, it's it's good for him. He's a fantastic player, but you know. Not, I'm not just not sure why he was a young player of the year. Four goals, two assists. Eh. To each his own. Still, um, congratulations, obviously, Williams. And and regardless of, of what I'm thinking, I mean, he's still a fantastic player. So don't take my, like, why as a sign of, like, insult to his talent or anything. I just – I don't know who he was up against competing, and maybe it was just a whole bunch of uh, Timbers fans that voted for him, which would be fantastic. Um with this type of fan voting, because Cincinnati fans, like, probably, it feels like they comprise 50% of the entire league because they're so vocal and love to complain about everything. Uh, see our last episode of the USL show for more details. Um, I'm just surprised that, you know, when it's a fan voting, Cincinnati just doesn't win everything. Because uh, it's, it, it's <laughs> there were other fan votes that happened at the same time, and peop- there were people that just did not deserve it that won because they were part of the FC Cincinnati club. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm kind of going, going at anyway. Um, so that's it for those games. This was the time I was going to have Josh cover fourth division updates. The seasons are over for everyone except for FC Malus. Unfortunately, it does appear his laptop is fully dead this time. Um, <laughs> I still find that ironic that I was having laptop issues last week or, or last month, and, and now, now it happens to Josh. Uh, but anyway, so um, everyone's season's over. Um, I don't really know the details, unfortunately, because <laughs> Josh didn't add it to our show notes, so I can't just read off what he put. Um, I do know that FC Malus are in the semifinals of the MPSL something or other um i don't <laughs> i know that's that's not helpful for people who actually might care about this so i, I do apologize just know that fc malus i believe won the northwest division or yeah the northwest division of the western conference whatever it was uh made it to the like the the mpsl playoffs and now they're in the semifinals so I believe, and Josh will have to correct me either via Twitter 
or in our next episode. I believe that means you know prior to just being in the semifinals, FC Malus will be in next year's U.S. Open Cup, very much like I believe Kitsap Pumas were in. Was it Kitsap Pumas? Yeah, they were in this most recent iteration, 2018. They played the Timbers under 23s, who also made it. Um, it would be really cool. FC Malus versus the Portland Timbers. If they make it far enough, that'd be cool. That's the whole reason why we want teams like PDX, FC, FC Malus to win these 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 games, be supported, and go out and, and try to win their their division so that they can make the U.S. Open Cup and provide these nice little like, you know, so we don't always have to face Seattle in the first round, which we didn't this year. That was a nice thing. Seattle, you know, messed up all, the, all on their own, and we just didn't have the plan to begin with. So, which was cool. That was it was a shocker, but a a, a, glor- a welcome one. Not having to play them for a fifteenth, umpteenth time this year. Anywho, um, up next for T two, we've got uh, away to Los Dos this Saturday, July twenty eighth at one p.m. Um, and then up. After, right after that, they are away to Orange County, Wednesday, August 1st at 12.30 p.m. Yes, you heard that right. It is another weekday afternoon game, which means probably no one's going to watch it unless you're able to take a two-hour lunch break on a Wednesday. Um, following up that, those two away games, they will return home. They will face top side Phoenix Rising Sunday, August 5th at 2 p.m., that is the Phoenix Rising side that is owned, operated, and by Didier, Didier Drogba, who and he also plays every once in a while. Probably won't play here. I don't know if he likes to travel. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, after that, uh, one more away trip, this time going to Swope Park on Saturday, August 11th at 5.30 p.m. And then we get five straight home games after two away, one home, one away. So those are the next nine games. Two away, one at home. One away, five at home. Hopefully T2 can do better at home. Hopefully they can do better with D in the defense. You know, sharpen up, um, solidify, keep those goals out of the net. If they do that, obviously the points will come and we'll climb, get at least solidify where we're at, maybe climb up the table a little bit. Hopefully. I, I just I would like to stay in the playoffs. Just stay. That would be great. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, an away trip, kind of rough. Going away to Orange County is going to be really rough because they're a really good team. Um, coming home, facing Phoenix Rising is going to be rough because Phoenix Rising is a really good team, home and away. Um, when they score, they like to score a lot of goals. So that's either going to be a goal fest, probably not in T2's favor, or it'll be a really tight, you know, nil-nil, one-one affair. We'll have to see um, I'll take a nil nil one one. Um, after that, let's see. We beat Swope Park at home. Can we do it uh, on their turf? We'll find out. After that, five straight home games. And if I don't see 15 points out of that, I think we'll all be disappointed. <laughs> um, so that's it for us. Uh, where you can find me online, I am at KMCamishPDX. I am also at PTK Podcast. Sometimes you can find me at Stumptown Footy. And occasionally, rarely, you can find me at the USL show. Certainly on the USL show, but not usually behind the Twitter feed. Um, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. 
I think I need to look that up myself because I kind of want to make a play the kids scarf. You know, I don't know if anybody would buy one, but kind of want to make one anyway. Um, thanks also to the beautiful game network. You can find play the kids on bgn.fm or of course playthekids.com. Much easier to remember. Don't forget to subscribe using our links to iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher via playthekids.com. One last thing, want to remind everybody again, <clears throat> if you're interested in joining me on this show, even if it's just once or if it's multiple times or you want to be a permanent host, join Josh and I on here. I am really looking to expand this to three people, um, these shows to three people, just to, to provide more information, more viewpoints, um, you know, I kind of kind of want to expand this. So please, please, please let me know. Tweet me at KMCamishPDX that you're interested. Um, we'll hook up, email, stuff like that, get your information. We'll set something up. Either I'll schedule you for an outright episode or we'll just talk. Either way, if you're interested at all, please contact me um, and join the show. Looking forward to it. The other last, last thing, if you are part of the Patch Patrol, Perhaps you are part of the Timbers Army Patch Patrol. You listen to the show. That's cool. I'm on your Facebook group. I haven't actually said anything on there, but I am on there. I'm I, I'm looking, gauging interest on seeing if people will be interested in a Play the Kids patch. Again, <laughs> I'm out here making T-shirts and stickers. Now I'm thinking about scars and patches, um, doing the whole merchandising thing. I want to make a patch for myself, and maybe I'll make a big run. But I don't know where I'm going to make, where are good places to make patches. Um, but uh, but yeah, hit me up again if you got some information on where I can make a good patch. Or if you'd be interested in a Play the Kids patch, let me know. Again, all that cool stuff, perhaps coming down the road, perhaps a third host coming down the road. We'll see. Um, lots of exciting things. Despite busy, 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 busy summer with you know long work days, kids being out of school, having to entertain them. All that good stuff. And despite laptops dying. Sorry, Josh. Um, but anyway, that's it for us. I am Kevin McCamish. And once again, I thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a great day.